I tagged her in. I added her in it. And I tagged her in it. You know, you get two notifications when that happens. <laughs> I did that for three shows straight. Okay. She hit me up. Big mad. Uh, Super big mad in my DMs. Just real disrespectful. She's a woman. A white woman at that. I'm not finna fight the bitch. Right, right. I sent her a bunch of laughing emojis back. I'm an asshole. Mm-hmm. A couple days go by. No, that was two shows. A couple days go by more. I put another show out. Mm-hmm. Tagged her in that one too. Then she was like, all right, bro, look. Basically, she wanted to talk after that. Cause she seen I wasn't finna argue with her and she wasn't making me mad at all. all right. And I was gonna keep saying what the fuck I got to say. So she basically was like, look, we can talk about this shit. Let's just get it on wax. You the one I want to do it. You the only one that had the stones to step to me about this shit publicly. So you the one I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I said, cool. And that's how that came about. Dang. I see the 10 and I get the plot. No equal. I swear that I want the profits. You do all this talking. You do all this gossip. Not even a subject. Not even a topic. I see your name on the lease. Post it like you want it. Play it. Just stop it. Yeah. Pretty little thing. I make a left. Look at bang. Right. She was topless. Whoa. Strategize. No empathize. Took a break from the round time. Read up. Remember hella times. Trying to get by. Now my episode snorted like big lines. I'ma get mine. These gigabytes racking up. I want to see who dropped cash on us. This dirty flow will put racks on us. Just hold the wheel steady. Don't switch on us. These folks got their hit his shit. No cap. I see the prize, that's why I'm dismissive And I keep your vision, they made you submissive Boy, you can hate all you want, success Rate is low to do what I done I see the mosh piss, come alive when the younger drop this Hella pad, hella helicopters See them big mad, they can't stop this Yeah I was looking her in the face just like this I didn't give a fuck about I had that girl about in tears mm. I ain't care nothing about that It was tears on her eye I was dead ass serious It's It's serious shit behind what she said That I didn't even have the patience to explain to her about. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's deeper than rap with the shit that she was saying. I explained it to her on a, on a level that she could understand and appreciate and comprehend and be practical with her life moving forward. Right. I could have got deeper into the shit about where she really fucked up at if I wanted to spend another hour and a half on the shit and really break her little ass down, but I didn't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? But I damn sure didn't care about her little life story and all that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get to the bottom of these comments because these comments was going to get her skewered in these shower in these Charlotte streets, uh, professionally and otherwise. Ain't nobody going to do no business with you. If you don't, you ain't fucking with black people. All you're going to be able to do is sell your little pussy. Mm. <laughs> Yer, it's your boy, Robbie Dean, back with another one. Of those fire ass episodes of me, Blanca Amigo. And this is episode 20. You niggas fell off and you never recovered. Surviving the podcast game featuring the Stay Ready podcast. Yeah, man, in this episode, I linked up with two of the dope individuals by the name of Jay Hill, aka Stay Ready, and my boy Good Luck Chuck of the Stay Ready podcast, man. And uh, pretty much how I came about finding these dudes was uh, they got this exclusive interview that I really, really wanted. Uh, This girl by the name of Maddie Geese or Maddie Geis, I really don't know her last name, apologies. Uh, She's been trending within the city and I really wanted that interview, man. So they got the interview, I listened to it, I reached out to them. And uh, I really wanted to talk about that interview, and I really didn't expect him to attack her from the perspective that he took it in the interview. So I really wanted to pick his brain on it, and yeah, it got a little high tension within this interview as far as uh, him speaking back up on it. 
And uh, yeah, other than that, man, we talked about, you know, other shit within the podcast industry, the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. You already know, um, we talked about the top five artists within the city, uh, other top podcasts within the city and nationally. And uh, yeah, just an all-around good talk, man. I really fuck with these dudes. They some cool-ass cats, man. I can't even stunt. Um, yeah, man, you already know. Follow my IG at R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. And yeah, man, like, comment, subscribe, like the white girls in the valley say. <laughs> I'm out. You guys had secured an interview that I had wanted. And I just want to get the details of that and many more. But the Maddie girl. Huh. We was worried last night. She was, we at was the, there last night. Last night. She was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she been trending, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got competition locally. You got competition regionally. You got competition abroad, right? Right. Uh, it depends on what kind of box you want to put yourself in. Exactly. I don't give a shit about being the best podcast in Charlotte because I feel like I am already. Exactly. I want to be the best podcast. All the way down low. Did y'all, um, y'all got nominated for the Queen City Award? We ain't do it in time. I didn't even try to get us yeah, nominated. Yeah, we didn't do it in time. I put forth to submit something. You just had to get, so you had to get your, you had to get people to nominate you mm-hmm. to be, <clears throat> you had to get people to vote for you to be a nominee. So like the process went like you start up a groundswell of support for yourself. Okay. Your people that you know nominate you f- to be a nominee or vote you to be a nominee. And then the awards goes ahead and facilitates that and makes you a nominee. And then the voting starts to see who's going to win. Yeah. So you have voting to see who's going to be nominated. Mm-hmm. You have voting to see who's going to win. We put zero effort into getting nominations to like we just didn't care. I didn't even know about the shit till I saw it, and I was like, Damn. I knew all about it. Yeah. I just operated on the idea that we were the best all the time. <laughs> so I didn't really give a shit about the award. Right, oh, we so would've easily got a nomination. Easy. I just didn't try hard. I'ma just let y'all know, mm-hmm. we're recording, mm-hmm. so just you bringing that up, I wanna get straight into that. Um, Let's get it. Podcasting and podcasting competition. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? about it. Chuck can go first. Yeah. Competition is healthy in anything that you do in life. So I don't I don't mind the competition. It's just my thing with the competition is like when I think of competition, like you can have healthy competition where I we compete with these niggas. I look at other podcasts. I I can't sit here and say I don't, but I don't be on no hate and shit. Right. And I feel like a lot of these other podcasts look at us and be on some hate and shit. So with the competition part I just don't like that part doesn't bother me as long as we keeping it like, you know, I ain't hating on y'all. I see y'all, cool. But y'all see us too. Friendly love. You know what I'm saying? Podcasting cool. I mean, it give you a chance to voice your opinion, bro, about anything. How you want to say it, no filter, because we don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. about what I say. Uh, so, like, it's cool to me. I think. So, when you talk about competition, uh, there's nuance to that. You got competition locally, you got competition regionally, you got competition abroad, right? Right. Uh, It depends on what kind of box you want to put yourself in. Exactly. I don't give a shit about being the best podcast in Charlotte because I feel like I am already. Exactly. I want to be the best podcast. Right. So when you say my competitors, those I'm my competitors are the people that I admire, Jalen and Jacoby, uh, professional podcasts, you know what I'm saying, with budgets and production teams and shit like that, because those are the motherfuckers I'm chasing. Right. 
everybody else are my contemporaries. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way I feel about it. You can't be a comp- you can't be a competitor of mine if I don't know that you're a competitor of mine. You got to come out on wax and say, "Yo, we coming for you." Right. We them type of niggas. <laughs> if I'm at you, I'm at you. If it's competition, I'm going to let you know. Right. So far there's no one that's come out and said, "Yo, we see what you're doing and we we like that, man. We coming for that." Yeah, we Anything like- we get is like it's either some little Sideways hating shit Or some We see what you doing Can you give us Some of your sauce But it's never Like We wanna We in competition We see what you doing It's motivating us To get on our grind And we coming for you That's 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 competition And we don't get that So That's kinda Of my situation Um I'm gonna spin it off Into why I got y'all here But how I found y'all Was through that person Mm Mm-hmm. And it kind of blew me away because I just felt like, damn, I thought I knew about all the podcasts in the city. And you was missing a great one. Yeah, and to find another one, you know what I'm saying? To see the numbers y'all did, y'all got like 100 plus episodes. So, you know, in a year, y'all experienced vets. In a year. In a year. Almost exactly a year. Yeah, we just hit a month, I mean a year, a month ago. September 20th was exactly a year. And I'm coming up on my year in February. Shout out to you, brother. Appreciate it. And you put up some crazy numbers yourself. I, I, I look back at your, you did an interview with a scammer, <laughs> a redneck drug addict, and a dope boy. Mm-hmm. It was very entertaining. Uh, if for nothing else, the, the redneck stories, they were very intriguing to me. <laughs> you know what the crazy thing is? Hmm. That was Morgan. That's his name, Morgan. He passed recently from an overdose. Of- I would not be, fentanyl. Fentanyl, yes. That episode, episode You want to know something crazy? What's up? We know a poet that was supposed to speak at our event mm-hmm. that passed over some, some shit. Mm-hmm. That was one of our first episodes. Yep. One of our first, it's funny how that comes full circle. One of our first episodes, a topic we did was there was a drug bust up north uh, with, it was just like some record like amount. Like 380 pounds of fentanyl, bro. A mm. record amount of this super deadly ass drug. Was like confiscated. That they be putting in coke and heroin. Yeah, and shit. that fentanyl shit crazy. That was a crazy episode. He did. He that dude he did hella drugs. For you to say he's dead right now surprises me precisely zero percent. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Morgan. Man. Shut up. Um, I guess I kind of want to stay on podcast, but I don't know which direction I want it to go. Name a few in the city that um, catch your attention if they're on your radar. Uh, I ain't gonna say in front. I don't really listen to nobody else. Sorry, y'all. Uh, Player Circle. I don't, uh, but they're my guys, though. Yeah, I listen so, to Player Circle Pod because my boy Tobe, I've known him for like six let's, years. He's let's on name it. who we know of. Let's name who we know of. Uh, we know the No Adversary uh, Advisory, my bad. Mm-hmm. No disrespect. Um, the SNL Lounge, ain't that what they're in the SNS? Or mm-hmm. Them, the lady, shout out y'all. Um, late, what's the late night after dark, John? That's the SNS? Uh, bro, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about he brings Charlotte me podcast. up on y'all Charlotte podcast. Charlotte podcast. I only know us and like my boy shit. So let's be, be respectful real. to our gracious. Yeah, I'm gonna take my man shit out. Yeah, right now. Me Blanc amigo. Oh, no, y'all. I don't. I don't. I'm gonna cut y'all. I don't like that. Don't include me hmm. in the conversation. Hmm. No, I'm gonna take you. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying that because you here now. But you know what I'm saying? saying? You giving us opportunities check to get your mic. So I do want to hear what you put out. You check know what I'm saying? You feel me? He knows how we feel about this. Yeah. You had the stones to put us on your show. Mm-hmm. No one else has put I us gotta on. Gotta check you out, bro. We've been it's doing about this year. With me. We've been put out a whole over a hundred and something episodes. All the podcasts that I'm about to name have seen, heard, taken from, been inspired by what we do, right. and have yet to reach out. What? 
but they see us. This is the twenty. This is twenty eighteen, brother. You can't sit here and tell me. Gotta acknowledge and show love. We do it all the time, and it works for us, and it's right, reciprocated bro. in the different events and things we get invited to. But like he said, no advisory. What you mean, pod? Uh, checkmate podcast. Uh, Player circle pod. Uh, uh, the bandwagon. Bandwagon radio. Bandwagon podcast with Jay Prague. Uh, I believe Cool Breeze has a podcast. Yeah. Uh, the Eddie Estelle experience. <laughs> um, there's a no, there's a multitude of podcasts in the city, brother. But we are the best, and I just feel that way. You have to operate on that every day, even if it's not true. But we put the work in to where I got a goddamn great argument against anybody else. Oh yeah, yeah. Y'all do y'all's weekly. I put out up until about I say three months ago. Mm-hmm. He was doing three pods a week. God. Quality episodes, though. No bullshit. All of them had post-production. All of them with full rundowns. Great guests. Great topics. Quality episodes. Three a week, brother. Now, you know, my struggle with my podcast is, one, I'm a one-man band, mm-hmm. which is not an excuse. Um, two, right now, I'm struggling with securing guests. What are some of the tricks and tips, I guess you can tell me to say, but just you can say to other podcasts For sure. So when you want somebody to get on your show, number one, have a good show, which you do. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying myself. Number two is, all, I mean, it's just about your interest level. My first thing to tell when you're generally, genuinely interested in interviewing them. And they relay that to us all the time. Shout out to Travis Bravo. That was one of the first things that he said to me when he met me was, I appreciate you wanting to interview me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because um, he wasn't even the one we were there to interview. We were there to interview Unfair Apparel. Yeah. But just by him seeing the interest level we had in him, and then subsequently, Bravo. Shout out Penthouse Trap. We got man. two more guests just from that interview. Mm-hmm. We inter- interviewed Lance Soul. Yeah. Uh, from that, we interviewed Bravo from that. Yeah. Slim, shout out Slim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Platinum Plus in the building. So I say, mm-hmm. so I guess all that was a big fancy way of saying be organic, be yourself. Right. Um, reach out, bro. Don't be afraid to reach out. The worst a motherfucker can say to you is no. Oh, so Russell, you gotta show your face too, bro. You gotta be a You gotta be out there too. Real like love, niggas like, say yes to us because we be out there. Like we fought with people. Like they show us love. So like when they invite us places, but we could work all day. He'll work all day from fucking five to fucking five. I work all day from five to seven. We still gonna make it though, cause it's love. Like it's so much love between us. And I told and y'all them. I'm gonna be there. Yeah. If I tell you I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna be there. And it's just so much love. Like they support us, bro. Like we've gotten so much support from these people, these guests that we yep. pulled up on here, the people around us yep. that that fuck with our show. That we want to show the same. Like we organic just people, bro. Hot. We don't hit on nobody, bro. You tell us you about to throw your first event, bro. We gonna and you ask us to be there. We say we gonna be there, bro. Right. Like, no bullshit. Like, I just appreciate the support that these niggas show and That's up. how you get guests, bro. For real. You go to the events, and this, okay, I tell you, this, that, there's literally, I don't remember the last person I asked. Well, okay, that's a lie. The people I ask for interviews, uh, I'm very specific about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be like Hot Boy Lil Shaq, uh, Cult Rap. I, you know, I asked him for an interview. I got him scheduled tentatively, and we're still working that out. Okay. Uh, but, like, the ones that I, people that I know, I respect their time, I respect their hustle. They're professionals. They're getting paid shows and events. These people are people in the industry. I respect their time. I reach out to them and ask them for interviews. And they're usually always receptive. No, they're always receptive because, like he said, we're available. We're a known commodity amongst those circles now. You've seen us at these different events, be it in the cannabis industry, the music industry, uh, the fashion industry, and beyond. Like we're, We're out here. We don't give a fuck. We don't have a brand or a demographic per se. 
Uh, our brand is stay ready. You you ask us some shit, we ready. We ask you some shit, you shit, better be we ready. We gonna pull it up at the flag football field with the with the it. with the show. Like I've done a show at a flag football shit, and just it was great. Like I ended up getting audio, chopped it up, and the shit sound like a real show. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's just how it goes, bro. Now y'all, um, well, you said you had reached out to um, Hot Boy Shaq and De Niro Ferrar. Shout out. Shout out. Love the both. Um. Because the funny thing is, those are two guys I reached out to. Couldn't get a response. I have no idea who you are. I know Lil Shaq, and I can tell you exactly why he didn't reach out to you. And from the little I do know about cult rap, uh, he he, you got to catch him, bro. It, and he doesn't know who you are. Yeah. He's, I'm still having to chase cult rap, mm -hmm. and he knows who I am now, and it's because he is a very busy brother. I respect his time and his hustle. But you got to make yourself available. These people have to know who you are, bro. Or they so not that's fucking with you. That's why I said on the last question, uh, you got to show face. Like, right. uh, showing face at, like, little Hot Boy, Lil Shaq Studio. We listening to his shit. He ain't even dropped yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Giving him our opinion. You know what I'm saying? Showing up to his shows when he performing and shit. Okay. You me? So you reached out to Lil Shaq. Uh -huh. Your first interaction with him was going to be digital. It right. was going to be in some type of correspondence, DMs, text message, whatever. Mm -hmm. Our first interaction with Lil Shaq was at the Baby Jesus and Friends concert. Okay. Saw him perform, caught him off stage. Hey, brother, you did a great job. I'm Jay Hill. Stay ready. You know what I'm saying? Nice to meet you. I didn't even ask him for an interview. Mm -hmm. Nice to meet you. Right. You know what I'm saying? I heard at Kaya, Unfair Apparel, about getting an interview. Shout out Kaya, man. Two days later, we in the studio with Lil Shaq on the East, mm -hmm. listening to his mixtape that he dropped named Hot Boy Lil Shaq, which was one of the hottest mixtapes in Charlotte this mm -hmm. summer. Uh, like he said, all unreleased tracks, we doing the show, we smoking weed, we, it's all organic. And, it, and he remembered me, he's like, oh yeah, bro, I remember you, what's up, bro? That's just how it goes. That's how you get the interviews. You gotta be available. In hindsight, I didn't really think about how that went down, but in hindsight, that's how it went down. Yep. Mm. A lot of the guests, though, that we we uh, interview has been like that. Like we we met a, well, we already probably kind of known a couple of them, but we met them at Phase first. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you did you did the smart thing. You did what we did first. Get your boys on there first. Yeah. Those are the easiest motherfuckers to talk to at first. Get your boys on there. Get the conversation going. If you ain't got no guests, holler at one of your dogs. That way you just have a guest. You know what I'm saying? When I when we ain't have a guest, I get my dog Jeff. We got a guest. <laughs> holler at my boy DJ. They look. Your dog's gonna be if you the ones that listen to your show reward your avid listeners, bro. People who listen to your show reward them by bringing them on your show. They love and appreciate that. I will say that that's free game to all you podcast uh, hosts and creators. Reward your avid listeners by way of fan interaction, by way of if they're in your city, find these people, put them on your show. They listen to your product. It's the least you can do. Mm. And that was a dope ass intro to me, Blanca Amigo. Huh. <laughs> that was a nice one. Um, I'm here with the Stay Ready Podcast or Stay Ready? The Stay Ready Podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm Stay Ready. That, I've kind of adopted that nickname. Yeah. I'm Stay Ready, but we are the Stay Ready Podcast. I'm Jay Hill, Stay Ready. This is Chuck P. Chess Me, a.k.a. Good Luck Chuck. Mm -hmm. In the building, baby. A.k.a. Chuck P. You know what I'm saying? And, um, Don't get ready. Stay ready. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. The reason I hit y'all today was because you guys had secured an interview that I had wanted. And I just want to get the details of that and many more. 
Maddie girl. Huh. We was worried last night. She was, we at was the, with her last night. Last night. She was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she been trending, man. <laughs> <laughs> he I, actually, man, he did it. He did it solo. He did that one solo. But yeah, everybody wanted that one. But you know, hey. <laughs> I just gotta talk about that. What are you about to fans for? But this is a podcast. <laughs> I just gotta ask a couple questions. When did y'all get that interview? So, all right. But let me first and foremost, first and foremost, let me say this. My guy. He got a certain way, like he say don't poke the bear, but he got a certain way of poking the bear in certain right situations to get a person to react to something. You know what I'm saying? So he says something and tagged her in it. This is my this is my thoughts on the outlook and looking at how it went, how it went down. He tagged her on something when he seen the video, tagged her name. She said some shit. I seen whatever she said. She started getting in the DMs. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So like he got he say don't poke the bear, but he got a way of poking the bear just right to make him react how he want him to react, and he got it to react the way he wanted it to go down. I'm a very cerebral person. Everything he said is not false. Huh? So, but you say how it went down. Mm-hmm. All that shit aside, she said some real fucked up shit. We all saw uh, the the now viral video. Her comments. Uh, you can insert them in there if you want, but uh, it, basically she said something to an effect of, "Why the who the fuck would want to be black? Uh, uh, who the y'all fuck want to be y'all? Wasn't y'all slaves? Y'all got the hardest fucking life out here. Who the fuck would want to be y'all?" And I found that so offensive to all of my sensibilities as a brother because we're at these events that I see her at that she frequents, mm-hmm. it ain't nothing but niggas there. Mm-hmm. Her whole persona is built off the back of a caricature of an African American woman her music. in this society. Mm. Mm-hmm. Her music is built off that. Everything that she is, that she that she presents to the world, is that of someone who wants very dearly right. to look like me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. In another life, mm-hmm. whether she wants to admit it or not, or at the very least, at the very least, be accepted by me right. and those like me. That much is not you can't even you can't even argue that much. Oh. Okay. So, so I see these go comments. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I see these comments. Yeah, I had to get rid of the blunt because I was going to talk for a second. Okay. I see these comments, and I have a, I have a Charles, like Charles Powell has it. He was right. I got a a problem in this society <laughs> with looking motherfuckers in the eyes and saying exactly how I feel. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a it's a problem for me. It causes me issues in my life because it's something that I'm not going to shake. I will not let go of those. Principles. That's a principle to me. I will look when I feel something. I'm going to look at you and stand on that shit. And when I say it, I'm gonna stand on it. I'm gonna mean it. If you have the stones to say what the fuck you said on wax to the now thousands of people, I have the stones to respond to you on wax and make it public. Mm. In her bio on Instagram, it says public figure. (laughs) In the event that you're a public figure and you say some fucked up shit, you will be held accountable publicly. Right? All right. So I held this individual accountable publicly mm-hmm. on a couple of my shows. Uh, I let my guests go in on her. I went in on her a little bit, but I didn't do the cowardly thing and just put it out. I mm-hmm. tagged her in. Mm-hmm. I added her in it mm-hmm. and I tagged her in it. You know, you get two notifications mm-hmm. when that happens. <laughs> I did that for three shows straight. Okay. She hit me up. Big mad. Uh, Super big mad in my DMs. <laughs> just real disrespectful. She's a woman. A white woman at that. I'm not finna fight the bitch. Right, right. I sent her a bunch of laughing emojis back. I'm an asshole. Mm-hmm. 
A couple days go by. No, that was two shows. A couple days go by more. I put another show out. Mm-hmm. Tagged her in that one too. Then she was like, all right, bro, look. Basically, she wanted to talk after that. Cause she seen I wasn't finna argue with her and she wasn't making me mad at all. all right. And I was gonna keep saying what the fuck I got to say. So she basically was like, look, we can talk about this shit. Let's just get it on wax. You the one I want to do it. You the only one that had the stones to step to me about this shit publicly. So you the one I want to do it. Mm. And I said, cool. And that's how that came about. Damn. Now. Cause I know her. Well, I don't know her, but yeah, she affiliated with the brand Unfair yeah. Apparel. You can't be a brand ambassador for that brand that I love saying some shit like this. Oh, I can't have that, bro. Kaya, my dog, he make a lot of money doing this shit. You gonna fuck his money up with your little white ass <laughs> parading on the internet saying some ignorant shit like that. For well, real. They see you at the table trying to sell shirts, they gonna walk away. That's, that's for you, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, so that's how that came about. I had to check her. I had to hold her accountable. Mm-hmm. And you heard the episode, how do you feel I did in that regard? Um, I felt the episode, you chastised her. Too much or just enough? Um, I feel like if that was your angle, you gotta hit on. I could have been a little. I well, you don't know me, brother. I could have been a lot meaner to her. Okay. A lot meaner. (laughs) Now my thing was, and I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. I went into the episode slightly jealous. I ain't gonna say hating. I'm gonna say jealous. Why? I wanted the interview badly. She said people hit her up about it. Did you hit her up about it? Yes. She said multiple people hit her up about it, though. I hit her up. Okay. Um. So I went into it not expecting you to chastise her as much as you did. I was going to go in it from the perspective of, yo, I've seen you on the internet twice. Yeah. You've trended. Um, I want to get your life story out. Fuck all that. <laughs> no. No. Fuck that. Also, I didn't care nothing about that. Keep it out, yeah. Okay. I didn't care nothing about that. Right. At all, bro. I was looking at her in the face just like this. I didn't give a fuck about... I had that girl about in tears. Mm. I didn't care nothing about that. It was tears on her eye. I was dead ass serious. So, it's, it's serious shit behind what she said that I didn't even have the patience to explain to her about. You see what I'm saying? Mm. It's deeper than rap with the shit that she was saying. I explained it to her on a, on a level that she could understand and appreciate and comprehend and be practical with her life moving forward. Right. I could have got deeper into the shit about where she really fucked up at if I wanted to spend another hour and a half on the shit and really break her little ass down, but I didn't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? But I damn sure didn't care about her little life story and all that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get to the bottom of these comments because these comments was going to get her skewered in these, shower, in these Charlotte streets uh, professionally and otherwise. Ain't nobody going to do no business with you if you, don't, you ain't fucking with black people. All you're going to be able to do is sell your little pussy. Because it's going to be a... I told her... It's going to be a percentage of niggas that don't give a fuck about what you said. But no respectable black person is fucking with you until you put something on wax talking about at least addressing what you said. Mm. Now, I said after you address it, then you can give people your ass to kiss because at least you got something on wax where you can say, look, I addressed this shit. Go back. Listen to that. I ain't talking about this shit no more. But you can't give motherfuckers your ass to kiss until you get something on wax. Because now you just look like a bigoted little white girl who's privileged in a lot of regards because we give you a lot of fucking passes. Including saying the word nigga to my face. Yeah. So you got to put something on wax. Now. So when you left the interview, how did you feel? I felt like I gave her opportunity 
to represent herself on a microphone. And I felt like I tried my best to articulate the thoughts and sentiments of forward-thinking black people to her. I can't speak for all black people. All I could do was try to make her understand, one, why people were upset, uh, and two, where she could go from here based on whatever it is she had to say on the mic. Uh, as far as her, I never had any, he already know, like, I didn't have any type of personal feelings about her. Like, I didn't like her, dislike her. Uh, what she said didn't even make me angry. Right. Like I said, it was more about the brand Unfair Apparel that she's a brand ambassador for. You can't be a part of this brand that I love. And she was a part of it before me. If you're saying this, though, I'm black as fuck. I'm black first. <laughs> I'm black first. You can't sit there and look at me and tell me who the fuck would want to be you. You, bitch. Like, you... I mean, you like I said, you see it. You see it. Like, yeah. that's a, it's offensive. It's, it's, it's insulting to my intelligence. So when I left there, I felt like I did my job. I put it on wax. Uh, I was fair because I was, uh, I held her accountable publicly. Like I said, on my other shows, I gave her opportunity to sit down uh, and we can get square with it. Like, I wasn't trying to hate on you or be mean to you. I was holding your ass accountable. Mm -hmm. You were, she was mad that I, I put it on wax. I told her, and she couldn't argue with this, your shit say public figure. Mm -hmm. If Snoop Dogg say some crazy shit, Martha Stewart say some crazy shit, any of these other public figures say some crazy shit, we hold them accountable publicly. You a public figure. This is what happens. Mm. Chuck, mm -hmm. was you offended? Yes or no? I was offended as hell. I mean, I, I tell him all the time, he thought about it better than me because... When situations like that come forward to me, I don't think about it. I wasn't going to go in there probably with no cool mindset and talk to her regularly. I probably needed the bad cop, though. Yeah, I would have been giving her ass hell. Like, it, I'm glad. I saw her last night. I ain't had no hard feelings because, you know, she said what she said. I heard what she said. I but when she first said it, bro, yeah, hell yeah, I was offended. You know, I be on Facebook. That's the first shit that get it. The hood shit. Facebook. Yeah. So I'm scrolling. I see it on Facebook. I'm listening and shit. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> this shit crazy. So I'm, I'm mad as hell, but like he did the interview, I was I was like, damn man, I wish I was there too. I was working or some shit probably, I think. Um, and I was just like, bro, I, I can't situation like that. I can't. I, I couldn't have been that calm. I didn't approach it how he approached it. I probably would have been mad as hell. I, just I probably would have like been sitting there scorching her, making her way more cry than what she did, bro. Like, cause that shit's not cool to me. Like you, you trying to like he said, you trying to appeal to us. How you trying to appeal to us, but you discrediting us at the same time? That shit don't work like that. I still, like, even last night, I ain't really even say too much to her because I, I could still look at her and be like, man, you still said this shit. You see what I'm saying? Shit. And you I told me she's got to deal with it. At the end that. of the day, you still said this shit. She's got to like, deal I don't with give that. a fuck what you said to apologize. I don't give a damn. You still, you meant that shit. You, you have that right, though. Like, you have that right, bro. So that It is what I mean, it is. It is what it is now. It's, it's over. I can't hold. I mean, what I'm going to do? Like, he said she a female. I can't do nothing to her. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. But you know, I was offended as hell. Like uh -huh. and I, I feel like her. everybody should have been offended. If you wasn't offended by that, I don't check it out. I don't and know. This is this is how I really dropped the mic on her. There's another uh uh Charlotte uh white public figure, Jim the Drummer. Shout out Jim the Drummer. Yeah, cool brother. Oh my god, Jim Um He could be the white male equivalent of her. He doesn't act nearly as ignorant as she does, but he he loves the culture. He's always around brothers, you know what I'm saying? He loves the culture. Jim the I told her, stay with him himself. I told her, <laughs> what if he said some shit like that? Let's let's just in the alternate universe, Jim the Drummer said the exact same shit as her in the exact same He bigger uh, than her too. In the exact same uh uh, uh connotation 
with the same vitriol behind it. If he said the exact same shit to her, what would be the public reaction? Mm-hmm. And she was just like, "Niggas gonna be whooping all his ass." Exactly. <laughs> so I'm saying, whooping like, all his ass. <laughs> and that's it, bro. Shout out Jim the German, though. That's my dude. Bro. Hey, man. But yeah, bro, don't be mad at me. I'm sorry. It's just, it was, that's how that shit happened, bro. She. Uh, I'm not mad. I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't like, like, uh, hating on nothing on y'all. Um, I know exactly what you were feeling, bro. Just interviewer envy. I have interviewer envy sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it made a connection because now I'm fucking with y'all. And that's how it goes, bro. It, it was, uh, it was organic, bro. Trust me. Why? Okay. This is a question I had about it. Everybody had an opinion about it. None of these other shows held that bitch accountable. I didn't want to speak on it without her being here. Fuck that. That was the whole that was the whole point. Her shit say public figure. She ain't got to be here. <laughs> she ain't got to be here. That was my whole thing. I didn't want to speak I wasn't there when she said she ain't wanna be me. Wasn't I a fucking slave? Right. So she ain't gonna be here when I got something to say about it. Until she's here. And she was there. True. That, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. crazy. What else you got, brother? <laughs> Moving along. Um, the city as a whole, Charlotte. Y'all said y'all from here? For sure. Yes, sir. I was born in, in Florida, but I was born in Connecticut. I've been here I've for, been here forever. for a very long time. <laughs> forever. Right. I say if you've been here just over 10 years, you Pretty much. Yeah, 18, yeah, baby. I've been here since like 90. 18, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm born and bred. Um, I was going to ask y'all your QC top five. In what capacity? What are we talking about? Rappers, artists, matter of fact. Cool. That's you a cool topic. Cool. Win artists. Yeah, your top five. So we can do we can do uh, R and B artists as well as rappers. Yeah. Let's do that. I, Let's do. I don't, I don't like isolating people. Let's do that. Okay. You go first. Okay. Uh, it got to be in a specific order? Nah, I say throw him out there. All right, so got to put the baby in there right now. You know, he the biggest on the market. My nigga Quantrell Coakley, shouts out my guy. Hello. Uh, Jay Hines, shouts out my guy. Uh, I love Hot Boy Lil Shaq, man. I can't even lie. A lot of people probably don't know about him just yeah a lot of people know about him but like I feel like a lot more people still need to know about him. Bro, y'all Charlotte Lil Boosie. But I love Hot Boy Lil Shaq. Um, another Charlotte artist, man. Yeah, bro, you gotta fix it. Just trying to. I'm trying to think top five. I'm trying to base it off of work, body of work, man. Like I love JG, but he gotta do it. Like I, I ain't really. I gotta listen to the tape. I ain't heard the tape yet, so I can't not yet. Uh, for top five. I don't know. I don't really got a five. All right. I don't got a five. So I'm gonna do the five spot. I'm gonna do. It's gonna be five, but it's gonna be in like seven because I'm gonna do realistically the five that I feel like are the most successful right now, and then I'm gonna do my favorites. So I know the baby, mm-hmm. cult rap, cult rap. How could I not say cult um, rap? Quantrell, <laughs> five, Jay Hines, You're big, and out of the city. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying. I know my favorites. I'm just trying to think commercially who's doing all right. Uh, and Jayway's doing pretty good. Jayway. All right. So that's five. Those are the five probably biggest in the city, right? Jayway. All right. And Jay Hines is R&B, by the way. He's not an artist. Shout out my nigga. But my favorites. Now my favorites. Yeah. So you got Southside Ghost, Hot Boy Lil Shaq, 
the baby. Uh, I do in, oh, Quantrell, it's one of my favorites. Um, and then my boy January Jimmy. Yeah, shout out Jimmy, man. I fuck with my boy January Jimmy. That's how my guy Jimmy, man. And then of course, now my favorite, who has my favorite song? That's my dog JG. Yeah, JG definitely got, got the hottest banger. Song, bro. And we've been we've been we, we've been supporting that banger. heavy. We've been supporting that heavy on the stage. If we say record. hottest banger, JG got the hottest banger for sure. Oh. Shout out my nigga JG. But my favorite Jay Hans dog. I'm an R and B ass nigga, yeah. but that nigga so music. Sounds yeah, good. that nigga shit. But yeah. he got more music than just that. What about you? What you think? Top five. First and foremost, I gotta just throw out there. Shout out to Southside Ghost. That's a. I've song. been hella busy busting up them bands. That's, That's my nigga, bro. Hard ass rap nigga. <laughs> God. Southside Ghost. Um, Friend of the program. Mac, man. I heard of him years back, but I. I never was able to keep up with him. He don't be on like social media. Man, he, stuff. he be on IG. Facebook, yeah, he be bit. on Facebook. He be on Facebook uh, more than anything. But his his music, man, he's got he's sending us some new shit to put in the show. But we've been playing lately. We've been playing Rover. I've been playing Pull Up. Uh, I've been playing. Uh, That's my nigga, man. I've been that a used to be songs, one man. of the illest hoopers in, in the city, man. <laughs> Word up! Huh? Shout out to the South Side Coast. Um. My top five. I don't know if y'all know some of these dudes. Most of them I rock with because they got like crazy flows and um, the sound, the sound of their voice. When the they great rap. thing about us is you don't even gotta, you don't have to like qualify your answers to us. We we don't judge real shit. Like with these, with the when we talking local, none of these niggas is like super on and popping. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all personal preference. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say my dog Jay Harris. He got a crazy flow. He can write crazy hooks. Um, Chucky, De Niro, the baby, and um, my dog uh, Ruga Rolak. Oh, I think I heard Double R. He was there last night. Yeah, he was with. Um, they were there last night. They had like three songs in a row that went the fuck up. Bruh, whatever the whatever I, got I don't videos know. With them on the, on the, on the line, whatever the little right nigga now. with the orange bandana, his shit was going up. I don't know his name, my fault, but you your shit went up. The two little girls, they shit went up, bro. Mm -hmm. Them little two little hoes shit went up. Bro. Oh, so wait, so we that was very uh, we did a very all male uh, top five. So let's do some females. So shout out to Pretty Fine, shout out to Reese Raps, shout outs to Califia. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can't think of any more off the top of my head. But sh oh, shout out Autumn. Shout out to D-Dre and Leisha Baby. Shout out to you guys. All right. I feel better. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, United on the East. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Last night. It was last night. October 20th. I don't know when you guys are going to hear this, but last night was October 20th. It'll be out. Can't even do the math. Yeah, it don't even work. It's so October twentieth was yesterday, and that shit went the fuck up mm -hmm. on the east. Shout out to Taliban. Um, that shit was lit. Out of five, what do you rank it? Five. What was it? Seven. Ten. What do you rank it? I just about a good six. I was shell as hell, so mm -hmm. I ain't gonna lie. Nigga, so much weed smoke was getting passed around in that motherfucker. I understand. Bro. That was his first event, man. Like for That's your true. for that to be his first ever event that he threw. My my dog did. I don't know him personally, personally, but he did 12 years in federal penitentiary. I found this out by way of our interview at mm -hmm. the Bigger Rain Street, uh, Street and Greek. Um, I, and he was, I, we were his first interview out of prison. Mm. 
You see what I'm saying? That's that's how we met Taliban. That's how we ended up at United on the East. Uh, fast, fast forward to that. But for that to be his first event, the amount of people that were there, uh, you know, it had its it had its hitches. It's like it was almost like a wedding. Like nothing's gonna go absolutely perfect on your wedding day. Like. Right, right. I've never been married before, but I've been to weddings, and something always inevitably goes wrong on a wedding day. The same thing with an event. Our event wasn't perfect, our first event, but at the end of it, it was all right. Same thing with Taliban. That shit went the fuck up. It was packed. It was at capacity. It had to be. Um, oh, I had a good question. What the hell was Shout out to the gas. Gas made him forget the question. I know how that oh. goes. <laughs> Here you go. Um, without any bias... What was your standout performance of the night from both of you, individually? What, who stood out for me? Who got the most attention from the crowd? Who caught your ear? Dolo Devo for me. And I know I know who you're going to say, but you don't know his name. Yeah, I don't know Lil Bro name, but he was He, he had was the orange turned. bandana. That nigga was turned, bro. Spit, spit a bar, a lyric that, that, that. I don't remember. It was a nigga freestyling without a beat, too. I, I ain't know. no regular. I was Lil Dolo Devo. Bro. Dolo he Devo. He said a bar, some shit like 15 with Kim. He said some shit in his rap that was hard, too, without the beat. But uh, that's AG because his music cut off and the oh shit! Oh uh, my God! Standout performance was yeah. JG. Bruh. I'm sorry, I said the little devil no because disrespect. he was new to me. Yeah, he was no, new to me. He no was introduced me last night. No disrespect to nobody, but when JG your shit cut off up. and the whole shit goes silent and motherfuckers are still singing your Yo, shit man, until the music come back on, with my your shit the best performance of the night, bro. Yeah. You the most stand out. Like JG mm -hmm. shit right now is the hottest in the city. Like his banger. It's the hottest in the city right now. Like, that shit bang. That was the only one that bitches were throwing their ass to. <laughs> nah, for real. Niggas caught grind time off, the, off that song. That was the only song of the night niggas actually caught grind time off of. That's, that's it. It's hard, bro. For sure. It was a pleasure being in the video. I appreciate it. That shit hard, And the video bro. was very fun. That was our first music video we I ran. I was so no, lit. No, that was our second music yeah. video we ran. I was so lit. We've been, we're a podcast. We've been in two music videos, bro. Uh -huh. Hold on. We coming up out here in these streets. I've been in a lot of music videos in my lifetime. I've yeah, you're like cooler seven. than me, though. You're way cooler than me. Okay? I'm sorry. I'm new to this being cool thing. I'm still having us real shit. Uh, the Photo Falcons trying to get us used to people, well, get me used to people remembering me and mm -hmm. like remembering who I am. Charles has been cool for a while, you know. He's cool. He's cool friends. He's been cool for a minute. I'm... I'm, I'm new to this. Like, Shout I'm out not, my brother with the uh, captain on his jersey this season, man. I've been wanting to say that for... Shout out to number 3-5. Uh, shout Get out to that three, captain five, this season. Man. I just talked to you the other day, man. I told you I'm proud of you, bro. You already know what the fuck going on. That's what it do. Uh, um, now, to your uh, podcast, I had an important question to ask y'all real quick. Um, What was your most memorable interview? Go first, Chuck. And why? Most memorable interview. Most memorable, just fake. Stuck out. Mixing went perfect. Reception went perfect. Interview setup went perfect. Oh, that's an awful question for me. You're <laughs> see now you're 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 getting Go ahead. You, uh, you went into production, and I never... I'm such a stickler for production. Yeah, because he do that. That's yeah, him. I, I yeah. do all my shit, too. Um... My favorite interview, I don't know. I really like. I got a couple of them. I really like that first Hot Boy Lil Shaq shit because that shit was just cool as fuck, bro. For him to let us listen to his shit before it dropped, bro, that shit was cool. Smoking, chilling with them niggas, that shit was cool. Studio interviews are always cool. Yeah, that shit was lit, bro. That was one of my favorites. Uh, 
we did a little kid, bro, and, and like you always say that shit all the time. That was a good ass little interview with DJ Ninja Kid. I ain't gonna lie, little fourteen year old little DJ, that shit was lit, bro. Every time I listen to that episode, it's like that was okay, yeah. That was, shit was lit, bro. Production wise, that was pretty good. <coughs> the way the music was in there, like this little DJ little session and shit, that shit was lit, bro. All right. Oh man, see this is bro. You you already said we have over a hundred pieces of audio out. Yeah, that's why it's hard. Holy for me fucking to shit. So uh, now, uh, we did one with a lady named Jennifer too. I always love her. Jennifer she, motherfucking Meta. She huh. always come through with something. Shout crazy. out to Candid Canisation. Shout out to Miss Sharon Mosley Wright. Yeah. Oh wow. Hmm. So, favorite interviews definitely the Canisations. The first one with Jennifer when she popped up with all the goodies. That shit was lit. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved all of our interviews at the Fresh Shop because of the Fresh Shop. Like I loved that setting Shout out and. To the Fresh Shop doesn't exist anymore, so that was really all classic material. Like, either you were there or you weren't. Um, I loved, um, wow, DJ Ninja Kid, like you said. Um, I loved, I, oh, the, um, look, sl- all the, like I said, the studio interview. So we went to oh, pop yes. the Platinum Plus. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love those. Oh, yeah. um, I did an in- interview in Gainesville, Florida. That was cool because I did it at a, on a loft in this treehouse. Uh, there was like 12 people around watching me do it. Yeah. Um, it was dope. Um, oh, so many interviews, man. If I didn't name your interview, I'm sorry. It was I love all the interviews. The bra- bro, the Bravo interview is like some of my favorite interviews. Shout out of to the course, Photo Falcon. Bro. He's got his own drop, bro. Nobody has their own drop <laughs> except Bravo. Bravo interviews are always be classic, just because that's my dog, man. What are you saying as far as like intros? No, Bravo has a drop. Like I have like seven drops I could play for Bravo. Man. Oh, yeah, man. I made them myself. I that made, was my God, yeah, man. I made Bravo. Uh, I made him see what I, I made him drops for his. I made him for him professionally, for him to use in his own production when he does his video edits. Um, he can just put a drop in. He he asked what he did was he asked um, all his followers for a drop. You know what I'm saying? Like if anybody knew how to make some drops, send him any drops. Nobody sent him any drops, right? Mm-hmm. I was the only one to send him drops. You know, I was like, fuck oh. it, I make I can make you a drop. Like yeah. hey, shit, and they were dope. Like you know what I'm saying? So made him some drops. Now, with the rate that y'all show um, is growing, where do you project yourself and your show two to five years from now? Ooh. Go first, Chuck. Uh, shit. Because <laughs> there's a lot of things in between that, you know, everybody wants to do individually as well, so... Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard, but we're going to keep... All I know is, man, as long as we grinding, we're going to keep grinding. No matter where we're going, no matter where we need to be at, as long as we're going to keep growing, we're going to keep grinding. I don't necessarily know where we're going to be at in two to five years. That shit could be at the top of the world, our own shit on TV. It could be a whole bunch. Of, I don't know where. It could be a whole bunch of different ways this shit could go. So I don't really necessarily know. I don't even really think about that too much. I'm just going with the flow, to be real. Like, I love this shit. I like doing this shit. I like the shit that we do. So I just, you know what I'm saying? When we do it, I'd be like, hell yeah, fuck it. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? So two to five years, whatever we go, I'm, you know what I'm saying? We'll see. I really don't necessarily know off the top of my head that question. I let him go first because, you know, I coach and quarterback this thing, so. <laughs> he does. He like, for real. I just be in, like, shit, let's get it. In Dude. two to five years. For real. He do. I, give I can't even. I can't. Even let y'all know what the fuck will be going on in two to five years, cause don't don't think it's not hella tricks and plans up these sleeves for this podcast. I'm I want to do something totally different with this. Like, stay ready as a brand. It's not. I just this is what I say. 
this is what I say. In the next two to five years, I want y'all to understand, you will have already understood that Stay Ready is a brand and not just a podcast. Mm. The podcast will probably be the least of my worries in two to five years. I'll say that. Man, that's why I say the last thing you'll ever hear me say is I do too much tonight. <laughs> you hear my voice, baby. I'm in the scene, you know, I'm gonna show up because I love a lot of the people that we meet and I love doing, like I said, I love doing this shit. So, like, put them in position to make You know plans, what I'm saying? That's it. That's all it is, you know, that's feel it. me? So, you, you know what I'm saying? I just, I go with the flow. That's my, my thing. I Charles do. is a playmaker. I set him up. Yeah. That's it. Do y'all keep up with the entertainment industry? Uh, at this point, we have no choice. When we first started out, we tried not to as, as much. Uh, I we the same thing. <laughs> but we kind of. But it's kind of like it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. The, the, in, the way we got pulled in. I mean, it's working out for us in a great form and a great fashion. But we kind of got sucked in to being in the entertainment industry. That's not what we started out as. But yeah, now I kind of consider us. So sometimes, yeah, you know, I check <clears> up on things. Maybe I wouldn't have checked up on. Because people want to hear about it from time to time. We don't like to speak on it. You'll never get more than like two to three minutes on it. But we're going to bring it up because sometimes the ear wants to hear about it because they think about it. So, yeah, I keep up with it sometimes. I ask you, uh, in what capacity? Like, what you mean? Like, I really was going from the music angle, but I see y'all speaking on it as a whole. Um, the bullshit that comes No. And for that, for that, no. Not really. Me neither. We don't talk about hip-hop on the show at all. We don't talk about rap on the show oh, at all. We don't talk about sports barely on the show. Nah, I don't do sports, but two I try to three do minutes like tops. Well, we, we don't, don't talk do about none of that. We don't do none of that. I mean, if we talk about something, that's why I said two to three minutes tops. Only reason I say entertainment because we be at all these shows. But yes, yeah, like we do, but we don't. Like we, we talk about this shit, in like, that shit. But if it was on a, us, we wouldn't. You couldn't call us a, yeah. a pop culture podcast. You couldn't call us a sports podcast. We talk about sports because you know we athletes. Like yeah. we still we play sports. We could talk about sports yeah. for hours. We, <laughs> we could do that all day long. That's why we don't. Yeah. <laughs> it should be boring. We like play that exactly. shit. We yeah. we watch that shit. Like sports too, man. Shout out to the Photo Falcon, man. Man, that's my dog, man. But yeah, um, we know how this city is when it comes to support. Mm -hmm. Um, they pretty much wait until it's too late to catch the wave. Um, how do you feel about the, the local support and, and uh, outreach that y'all get? I feel like it's cliche and the colloquial answer is Charlotte niggas don't support each other. They got to do better and they got to be more like Atlanta people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. That's, the, that's mm -hmm. quite literally word for word what right. the answer to that is supposed to be. I think that we got to stop saying that, number one, because that's just, a, it creates a mindset. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, we are like that. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, like, no, nigga, no, just listen. Everybody got friends, mm -hmm. right? Inevitably, one of your friends is an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Pipe them up. Be a fucking, it, do it on whatever level that you feel like you're comfortable with. You can do it on a racial level. You can only pipe up black people. Mm -hmm. You can do it on a community level. You can only pipe up your old community members. Pipe up the people that you know with businesses. Support them. Go to them. Buy shit. Share the shit. Do all that shit. But have it be inherent. Have it be a mindset. Uh, how do I feel about the support? I think motherfuckers come to shit. All the shit that I be at, people come to. Right. I be at all these events. Unfair Peril be throwing. All the shit he invite us to. All this other shit we go to. People be there. Like It's easy to say that people don't support shit when you don't go to shit. How the fuck do you know? Mm. And stop telling other people that shit. Like, 
other, oh, Charlotte niggas don't support. How do you know? Do you? Do you, I mean, on some real shit, like how many, how many local brand shirts do you own? Mm. I, I got like 20 something yeah, at the crib. I see a lot of support with what we do, bro. You feel me? And the scene we be at, it's hella support, bro. So, I mean, that's just what it's it all is, about, bro. Like he said, it's all about you. But no, I mean that's that's what that's the answer you're gonna get. Like we got to get more like Atlanta niggas, and and in some capacity, maybe in the music industry, these niggas do. But it really goes back to what I'm saying. Like, do you really like listen to your boy mixtape? I mean, right. you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Let's just start with that. Let's just start with that before we even talk about do you support people that's not your friends that have good music out that you don't know about? Like, just pop. It's mad. I be you on. How many people do we invite to these shows? We tell, we tell them they dope. We tell them they dope. We tell them they dope. They don't come. Mm. Okay. Well, the motherfuckers that came, they know it's dope. So, what is the next big event in Charlotte that people should be? Well, not even big, but just the next event people should come out to. Shit, I don't know. On some real shit, and I'll tell you why I don't know. Cause they come. It's like three a week. Who? It's like three a week. Mm. It's. I mean, on some real shit, always. It's always something going on. Mm. I'm finding that out because I'm always, I'm I'm like having to turn shit down. Like man, I don't feel like going. Right. Like damn, like it's always some shit going on. Just pop right. out. Dead ass Monday through goddamn Sunday. They really do always be doing some shit. And then you and then you notice the bigger ones. I like um, Derez Deshaun is at World tonight. Right. I think Jada Kiss is at World tonight. Mm-hmm. Jada Kiss is in Charlotte tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's shit. It's stuff to do out here. It's just, you know, people got to make themselves available. Yeah. We scroll too much. <laughs> we scroll too much. Make yourself available. Pop out. Now, is there anything else that y'all want to uh, speak on before you get up out of here? Hmm. What made you start podcasting? I think that was a question I had for y'all, but I keep fucking misreading it. <laughs> um, I listened to podcasts, and I had certain flaws about uh, certain ones I didn't like, and I would end up cutting them off. And I really filtered down to uh, the Joe Button podcast mm-hmm. and uh, Undisputed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just uh, really just fucked with them two, and I just came up with my own shit, and I just realized, you know... Just being yourself, man. See how far it'll go. It's fun. And, you know, teach a couple of lessons on the way, pretty much. It's fun. What about y'all? This podcast grew out of, number one, organic conversations about a multitude of things where we didn't feel like the national media that covered those same topics did did it with the same practical nature. Like, they went out of their way to just be extra about it. There was always some type of divide that they were trying to create like they never just talked about the shit and number two we never appreciated the way that people that looked like us were uh depicted or covered in the media if they were covered at all you know what i'm saying um so that was number two uh and a lot of the things it was like man shit i wish other motherfuckers would just hear what it is we had to say like it's not it's not about it's not necessarily about whether they i give a fuck they like it or not it's just uh, a different mindset to hear somebody's a different paradigm somebody saying something different to you you know what i'm saying um and then, i don't know I, after a while i grew to i just grew to like talking to people digging into them 
open motherfuckers up on these microphones. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I do. I got a way of just opening people up and, you know, it's fun. Play some games, all of that. I did want to talk about, uh, and we can get up out of here or, you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, uh, you got a topic. Keep it going. You're the good, good. the Ray Carruth getting out of jail. What you think about that? Mm, trying to get he getting out tomorrow. What? He get out tomorrow. Damn. I, I ain't been keeping up. I've been working so That's the type of shit we cover. Like, we'll say, we'll, and we'll ask regular hood ass niggas about shit like this. Like, mm-hmm. we ask, <coughs> we ask <coughs> motherfuckers the craziest shit, bro. <laughs> like, the craziest shit. Like, we do. Yeah. Ray Carruth. Um, Ray Carruth. And I think about the fact he's trying yeah. to get custody of his son, too, though. You say you a charlatan, so you was here. Yeah. I, I was remember. here, too. We was all here. I was so little, but I remember. I remember. I remember. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, shit. His trial was he in 2000. Like, uh, yeah. So I was 10. I wasn't that little. Yeah. Damn. Oh, no. I remember that shit. I was 18 years, too. bro. Her family lived in my neighborhood on the north side when that shit happened. Right he behind served, me. He served his time. I mean. You think you should get custody of your son? Nah. Hell no. <laughs> Keep the child where the child is. That's mm-hmm. good. You know Fact. Um, yeah, he got to get out here and figure it out on his own. Ain't no damn way he should go near that child. <laughs> no way at all. That's bottom line. One time. As soon as he get out, get to see him one time. I mean, the grandmother, the guardian of the, of him, uh, his guardian, she's very receptive uh, to the idea of him meeting Chancellor mm-hmm. and uh, spending time with him. Um She's not opposed to it. Um, like I said, she's very receptive to it. She's a she's a very phenomenal woman in that aspect that she is just, number one, willing to talk to this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, for real, I mean, but she's been this way for years. I mean, she took Chancellor to visit him. Um, and she said it before he got out um, that he was going to have the opportunity to see Chancellor and meet Chancellor. Like I said, she's a she's a phenomenal woman in that regard. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd had that strength and capability. Keep it real with you. Oh, yeah. no, nah, he would never see that nigga again if I was her. I ain't even going to lie to you. He would <laughs> never, <laughs> ever get the chance, opportunity to say, hey, how you doing? No wave, none of that, nigga. Yeah. You fucked up, bro. Uh, like, you don't get no second chance to meet somebody you ain't even really even want to have when it happened. Damn, for some child support. For Not even she wanted to be with you though. Like God. all you had to do was be with her. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. Stay just that's the money. How do you feel about the details of the um, the situation? Like he, I mean, I can't even remember. Can y'all even refresh me? How do y'all feel? So about basically, it? yeah, I was about to die. Basically, know. he hired hitman mm-hmm. uh, to take her out. Uh, she says he was there at the scene. She saw him and he pulled off right when the shots were fired. Um, basically, how it played out in court is the lawyers tried to charge them all together, but that didn't work out. So they ended up charging them all individually, but they still ended up getting in the snitch on each other because mm-hmm. Ray Carruth basically denied all uh, uh, parts. Like he was like, I was not involved with this at all. And they were like, hold on, motherfucker. Yes, you were. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically how that played out on national TV uh, in this in this court case in Charlotte. And he got 18 years. The hitman got like 40. Um, he's getting out. <laughs> and he still never really admitted to any involvement in it. That's my whole issue with it. Like He's never admitted that he was a part of that shit. So that's the problem that I have. If I have a problem, 
other than that, I mean, 18 years in the federal penitentiary is a long time. Who the fuck am I to say that he needs to still be in there? I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say, I don't know. I, I'm with Chuck. I don't. I personally, you wouldn't have a relationship with with Chancellor. Mm-mm. That's just me. I did want to ask you this too. Um, has anybody ever tried to steal your sauce? In, in, in regards to podcasting, your style, your, your, your anything you're doing. I noticed a, a couple of moves, but nothing where I'm like. You stole that from me. I just noticed that, like... No, I mean, and when I say steal your sauce, I mean, like, anybody ever tried to, to even... I don't, do people come to you for advice? People come to you for help podcasting, anything like that? No, no, no. People uh, kind of ask me to, like, um, how do I start the shows? They want me to produce the show for them. Hmm. People appreciate my quality, but not, not like... Big bro, little bro, I want to fuck with you. I got, like, one dude that yeah. kind of is, like, my co-host. I'm kind of feeling like I'm going to probably bring in full time. Yeah. But, like, other than that, nah, not really. We It's interesting. We had a situation where... I, I, I want to know how you feel about this. Because, okay, you've done you've done a multitude of interviews. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about you schedule a guest, a certain guest to be there, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of that guest coming... Their friend comes, hmm. who they didn't tell you was going to be there, Mm-mm. in their place. Damn. And this individual's intentions this whole time, the friend, mm-hmm. is just to get uh, information uh, and, and, you know, production tactics and mm-hmm. everything else for him to make his own podcast. Damn. I was like, How would you feel about that? I would say, y'all are really the fuck out here, one. It's weird, right? <laughs> Ain't nobody doing that shit to me, but uh, that's some crazy shit. Yeah, set up, big set up, set up. That was early in the process, too, though. I mean, that was like 20 episodes in, something like that. Definitely set us up, bro. I was just like, okay. Uh, I thought, that, I, don't, I, I don't know, man. I thought that was weird. Like, at first, this and this is how I know, how I, this is how I know for, for sure that's what it was, because... It started out on some love shit, like, oh, yeah, man, you know, I love what you're doing, you know, this is great, man, da-da-da-da-da, uh, I do want to start a podcast, da-da-da-da-da, uh, I can't wait to have you guys on there. I'm like, oh, we like, bet, you know what I'm saying, we could, we, you know, I was like, oh, can we, you know, can we be a first guest and all that shit, yeah, man, I can't wait to have y'all on there, blah, 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 starts the shit. We're like, yo, man, what's happening, let's, you know, get us on there, oh, yeah, just give me two weeks, bet, it's like January. I never like even hit him up again about it. I didn't give a shit. Like I didn't, I didn't give a shit. But it's like you know, damn, you know, I want to do a podcast. Like <laughs> I wanted to do a podcast. Right. This first podcast we did has been a fucking year. Mm-hmm. So basically, you were just there to get some sauce and go do your thing, and then fuck us. And that's how I felt about it. So this person still has a standing podcast to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not like consistent, but yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about people in the city that podcast and can't remain at the consistency that they say they, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't feel no type of way about it because I know how, how tedious it can be. It is what it is. There's a reason that I operate on, on the, the principle that I'm the best doing this shit in the city. If, if we're talking about the city. Because I understand that it does take a lot of hours to edit a podcast. Mm-hmm. So if I'm gonna do three a week, I have to understand that I'm gonna commit some time to this shit. Mm. If I feel like if I want to put out a certain product, a quality of product every single time, and not half step it, this is what it's gonna be. Right. 
Some people start out wanting to do this shit. Yeah, we about to do this shit. They mm-hmm. do one and they put it out and it's like, oh, if they do try to edit it, it's like, all right, I'm gonna edit this shit. You know, anyway, all right, I did that shit once. All right, it was cool, yeah. Do that shit two, three times. Then your host don't want to come. They got shit to do, you know. And it's hard to stay consistent with the shit. I get it. We stay consistent with the shit. But I can totally and completely understand and comprehend how someone can start a podcast and not make it ten episodes. <laughs> oh yeah, this is it's not this is this is not easy to do, especially when you work. Especially when you're boring. That's the number one. This shit is boring. A lot of motherfuckers podcasts in this city. Your podcast is boring. I don't give a fuck. I say it. That's why when you ask me, bro, I don't really know too many because I don't listen to too many. It's boring. I want my I want people who listen to my show to be able to least to listen to my shit like a like a track, like. Listen to this shit, start to finish, and you don't realize, like, I've been listening to this shit 45 minutes already. It's about 15 minutes of fuck it. I just keep listening. <laughs> I looked on iTunes. The the average uh, people listen to an uh, average of an hour and about four or five minutes yeah, of my podcast. Keep my shit. That's pretty much the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Like, that's what you want. I can't, and I, objectively, I can't get through a lot of these podcasts. They boring. Motherfuckers don't know what they want to talk about. Mm. They forget what they want to talk about. Mm. Transitions is boring. <laughs> they only want to talk about the same shit that you're going to hear about on the radio or TV or the same shit you've been hearing all day in, in the sports capacity or the social media capacity. I don't want to hear about that shit. If I do, I want to hear about it from a much more entertaining perspective than what they have to offer me. Mm. Do better. But it's hard. It's easier to just want to be the breakfast club or to want to be... Whoever else is easy to copy out here. That's it's, why I try to mix up my interviews and make them interactive, bro. That's it, bro. We, um, we wouldn't have been over 100 deep if it wasn't like that. Your editing process. Um, what's your average editing time now? Uh, so I try, to cap, um, I try to cap our interviews now between an hour and an hour and 10 minutes. I try to. If they're good, then you know they go an hour and twenty, and it's fine. Uh, but I've noticed, similarly to how in the morning there's a window of time to where you have to leave or you're gonna be late for work. <laughs> there's a certain window of time on a podcast, like it's like between like an hour and an hour and an hour and twenty minutes for me, to where it's either gonna take me like two hours, or for some fucking reason it take me like closer to three hours for the extra twenty minutes. Uh, so right now my editing process is somewhere between like two, two and a half hours, I say. Damn, that's pretty quick. I'm around about four. I mean, I mean, I mean, but it can take me four hours. Like if I'm slow with it, it can take me a couple days now. Like, cause I'll edit half and get tired and do some shit. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it, I, trust me, it's that four hours. Don't feel bad. It's okay. If you have two-hour episodes, then, yeah, it's going to take you a minute. But, like I said, I try to cap. I do now. So we do so many now where, like, he already know. I'll be in my head. I'll be having a time. I'll, I'll, I'll go back and look at, the, I'll look at the recording. So, when I see it getting around 56 minutes, I'll think I'll, you know, be mindful of whatever we're talking about. I'll look at my rundown, see where I'm at. And I, now I'm pretty good about I'm usually already at the end of my rundown or whatever we're talking about. I'll let us finish, whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm somewhere around that hour, hour and five minute mark, I'm trying to get up out of there. I'm trying to be done. Um, and then out of the hour, I, I'm going to cut out, obviously, some filler and shit. I'm going to put a couple songs in there. Um, 
That's that. I love the episodes. It's like 45, 50 minutes. Shit. They're my favorite. I can get that done. Hour and a half. Out of there. For real, bro. But I mean, real shit. It's yeah. uh, my editing process, though. Yeah, it take me. It ta- I take my time with it, but I'm quick now. I got my, I got my system. I got my whole file full of drops. I got my file full of uh, like transitions and shit. You know, I got my little, you know, a Mac, so you can do the side by side shit and mm. you can edit. Like you know, you do your thing. And you know, shout out to Born One Hundred Clothing. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I try to. That's how I make it different. Cause that's that's what I noticed, bro. The podcast that I like have some type of post-production quality. It's not just they hit record with their friends and talk about some shit and then put it out. That shit's going to be boring and it's going to sound like shit. And yeah, the one, the couple I like are pretty cool too. I only like the couple though. Like I like, you know, what I'm saying? I like the gentleman's couple. I do like the eighty-five South Show. Them niggas funny. And they're, but they're just funny. Them like funny. they have personality. Yeah, like you, it's it's yeah, it, it is it's either or, them bro. Niggas are funny. That's just either got to be produced right well, and yeah. you got to have personality, yeah. or you got to just have a hell of a personality with your show, man. Like yeah. I feel like we have both. Like we do, we walk that fine line of just like we cool and. This shit, I try, bro. Like, my first, you keep it hot. I keep it hot. My first 30 now, in hindsight, were trash. Like, <laughs> to me, production-wise, because I didn't, um, I was, I taught myself, so I didn't understand, uh, like, compression and all that shit. So, yeah. my drops were too loud. My drops were so loud. And then, <laughs> and uh, the audio was too loud. Like, and then the music we had in the background was too loud and everything. Like, it was just, in hindsight, they were just, the like, the content was great. Like, the shit we were talking about, and the drops were cool where they were. But they just needed to be mixed down. Now, you know, I'm better at it, you know, uh, and they sound fine. But that was my first 30, objectively, were trash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Like, people tell me they love them, and that's great. I love you guys for loving them, but they were trash. Mm-hmm. The producer of me says they were trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. I got 100 and something, so it's the 30 of them can be trash. The first 30, if the last 30 was trash, I got a problem. The first 30, I didn't like them. Yeah, that's my issue with a lot of motherfuckers is. Produce their production quality is trash. If they do it at all, I mean, it just you like you said, just slap it together and throw it out. Bro, I'm my production is pretty ambitious. Like I try shit. <laughs> like I do shit that you know. I I try shit. I noticed Fuck that. It. Yeah, you you really do just like throw shit in there. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like with the uh, one interview I heard the uh, that one, the one we was talking about speaking on earlier. Mm-hmm. You had a bunch of um, notes hitting in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what the fuck it was. Yep. It was a bunch of yells in the crowd. Um, <laughs> how how can you stay tedious with the timing of that shit? Because I understand how that's you got how, pause, cut, and play that. That's what I, I like, understand. bro. That's what I like, and that's what I know to like. Slim Hood asked me the same shit when he first heard it. He was mm-hmm. like, "Why?" He was like, "Why do you do that?" But then he then the next time I see him, he was like, "I get it now." I get it now. Like, when you listening to some shit and somebody got your attention and you into that conversation, in your head, you are thinking certain shit. Like, yep. Fuck no. You crazy. <laughs> you got me fucked up. Right. You got a fucking problem. Like, you're thinking certain shit. So when you listening to the podcast and we got your attention, when Chuck said, when he talking his shit, you know what I'm saying? I might throw, when he say something real reckless, I might just put, y'all niggas ain't shit. Because <laughs> we ain't shit. Like, a lot of times we ain't shit. Or if we talking about somebody else who did some crazy shit, 
I might chop that up and put ain't shit just because they ain't shit. By the way, I still shit. get I still get uh, crucified for saying shit like that. Oh, um, the old episodes. Yeah, from people <laughs> that I deal with in life now. <laughs> I mean, I love you, girl. Yeah, <laughs> like they, the 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 drops is just like yeah. It, I'm tedious with it because I set that standard number one. I started it like that, and I'm not gonna stop. I can't have I can't I can't do a stay ready podcast without drops. Mm-hmm. That's dead. It can't be that it way. Be lit. It can't. I can't. It can't be mm-hmm. that way. People look forward to the holla. Yeah, that should be rocking, man. That's, like, <laughs> just, it's a staple in the show, man. People who say the drops to us before they even say anything else. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nigga, 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 that shit, that's when we just be pulling up smoking with them and shit. That, it's a staple now. You can't even just. It is Jimmy cool. likes the. Uh, no, my old coworker liked the uh, the Jay Z. <laughs> yeah. He liked that when uh, Jimmy liked. Uh, Come on, y'all. Hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. They like Different people like different shit, bro. I got a serious question. Mm-hmm. Um, dude that was shot by the police and killed, mm-hmm. uh, what, two, three years ago? Which one? Scott. Okay. Were y'all out there doing the protests and all that in the city? I was in Orlando. I lived in Florida at this time. Okay. Was you out there? I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't the most... Power to the people, ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so nope, I pre- I love my life. You feel me? I don't like getting pepper sprayed. I don't like getting beat down. I ain't never been to jail. I'm trying to keep it that way. You know what I'm saying? I love y'all though. Support from the from the back of the TV. You feel me? But I ain't, I support niggas in other ways. Yeah, I, I, I got him more hip to the. <laughs> yeah, to the, I ain't the most. The plight. You know what I'm saying? I love my people, but my people do stupid shit too. Uh, but honestly, if I was so, here. You know, I wouldn't have been out there because realistically what impact would I've had on number one, his final result and number two, the fuck was I going to do out there? And, and, and all realistic, I mean, all, you know, all reality, what was I going to do out there? Uh, nothing. Watch other people do whatever they're doing. Watch people chant. I'm not going to go out there and I'll try to affect the community in other ways and other capacities and that. Uh, but no, I wasn't out there. Um, were you there? No, is that how y'all feel about protests in general? No, 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 no. No, but that, like like you said. I've been to a protest. I've been to a couple protests. Protests, I feel like a protest should be strategic, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, protests should be strategic. If you're going to protest some shit, it's got to be in the mindset of, like, like the bus boycott uh, years ago in, in, in Alabama. Like, that was systemic. Like, they really shut down the bus system. Like, that's a protest. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be strategic. Um, a lot of these microwave pop-up protests, ultimately, they don't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, after a while, it's just a nuisance. Mm-hmm. And it's here today and gone tomorrow. Like, low-key, I forgot about that. Number one, because I wasn't <laughs> here. No real shit. I wasn't here. And number two, like, it's a protest. I mean, I tore some shit up, and then it's over. Yeah. That's it. Y'all ain't shutting nothing down for real. Nothing really got changed. You know what I'm saying? So, uh I feel like protest need protesting needs to be a weapon. It needs to be strategic, and we need to be more disciplined in how we employ it as a tactic. Now, before we get up out of here, for sure, is there something you want to say to the people? I want to say shout out to me, Blanca Amigo, number one, yes. in Mexico for having us on the show, supporting me <laughs> for real. It's <laughs> <laughs> off the title. <laughs> <laughs> Orale, mi amigos. <laughs> <laughs> That's some funny shit. Um, 
Shit, man, don't get ready, stay ready. You know, check us out. We on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, tune in. Everywhere. We out here. Just Everywhere. search the Stay Ready Podcast wherever you look up podcasts. I appreciate my dog for taking the time, pulling up on us at Stay Ready Studios. Uh, much respect, bro. You know, real shit, man. Uh, you got two fans in us. We're gonna pipe you up. Like, we don't have no problems telling people that we fuck with people. Like, mm-hmm. we are we are very organic in that capacity. Um and just keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate you. You know, oh, what do you think about us, man? What do you think about the pod? What do you think about it? I fuck with y'all. I'm going to uh, keep up. My thing is just catching on to the subscribe and then just catching on from there and then back Yeah, track. I mean, we got plenty of heat for you. You can pick y'all your poison. Should, my thing is I fuck with the detail that you do. I appreciate you. I appreciate detail. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Because I understand the edit. Again, I understand the editing process. I put the work in, man. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, I like I said, he does. Bro. I try to, I try to make it easy for him to work. Exactly. Like we just. That's the same with how I do with my guests. Because well, I'm, I'm real. I am real tedious. Like I'm real. I wouldn't want nobody else to do it at this point. Like I wouldn't even want him to do it. Like maybe like ten episodes in, I was like, "Yeah, bro, you should try to learn how to edit." Because I was like, "Man, this shit hard. Like, it should take a long time." But then I was like, "You know what? He gonna do it. I'm not gonna like it." Nope. <laughs> and I'm gonna change. I it. never even agreed. To it. I never really. I never even really agreed to ever do it. Every time he said, it, "I'd be like, yeah, alright, bro." Like, that's my answer. Like, yeah, alright, bro. I was, I was There's no way it. I was touching that shit. He's there was no way it. after. You get your own ear for doing your own shit. You can't let nobody nope. else touch it. And I knew that off the rip after he already did. Just trying to be like, bro, go ahead and get one. I'd be like, mm, hi, bro. <laughs> nah, I'm good, bro. Yeah, nah. Cause he's gonna keep shit. doing it. He does an amazing job, man. I appreciate he's gonna keep you. doing it, man. We, he uh, like the first two I, I edited. He was actually here. Yeah. And I started editing. So it was like eight hours. He, fell, a, he fell asleep. <laughs> He woke up. I was still editing. He was like, hold on. He was like, hold on. I was like, nigga, damn, I sleep for like three hours. You still going? Babe, man, I appreciate you. Yeah, I just appreciate you for having us on, man, and and letting us talk our little stay ready shit on your on your microphone. Yeah, man. man. That's a lot of love, bro. Y'all listening to me, Blanca Migo. And you know, and this is the Stay Ready Podcast. Don't get ready. Stay ready. Huh? Mm-hmm. Peace. Oh, damn. Did I just sign him off? Hey. Alright, and that'll be episode 20 of Me Blanca Amigo. You already know, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Um, Anybody who felt offended in this episode, you are more than welcome to pull up and explain your side of the story. Anybody who felt like I shouted them out and they wanted to, you know, come up and just fuck with me. Hit me up, bro. I've been hit you up more than likely already. Let me know. I'll pull up on you. It's whatever. It don't matter. Uh, other than that, man, follow my IG at R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. It's jumping, bunking, doing something, not a nothing. You already know how it go. I'm just freestyling off the top, man. Like, comment, subscribe. Like the white girls in the valley say, I'm out.